That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the greatest. Red Sox podcast out there, the pesky poll podcast. How are you guys doing today? We have a somewhat jam-packed episode. We finally have content again. This is the second time in two years that my show has been interrupted due to the MLB just saying, screw it, no more no more baseball, 60-game season, y'all can go F off. right? So this is finally we're back, and we have some spring training and some signings, but joining me today we have one guy that like i say every time you've seen far too many times he has a face only a mother could love adam say hi to the people hello to the people and i do have a face that your mother love that uh <laughs> that your, your mother loves including roberts okay that is a perfect example of twisting my words against me but i i deserve that one but the second guy that we have on is somebody you have, haven't have seen before, mainly because he's a Yankees fan and the Yankees absolutely suck. But met this guy last year as I was a senior um, living in a freshman dorm as an RA. He was one of my students. He's now made his way onto the Fumble Rooski podcast, which Adam hosts. Justin, say what's good to the people. Oh, no. And I think he's frozen. Oh, that, that Wi-Fi in that dorm is not very good. But no. I will say, I've hosted a lot of episodes from that dorm, and I haven't had many issues, so it must be a recent thing. Mm-hmm. No, 100%. And plus, when him and I have played video games, it's usually not that bad. But I guess in today's kind of bad. So if you guys who are, are Spotify users or if you're seeing this on YouTube and you just see a lack of Justin, we're going to have him in and out sporadically. But at least I got one other. Yep, he's gone. At least I have one other person in here. So, big news that just dropped this morning. Adam, tell the people. Trevor Story, who was formerly a Colorado Colorado Rocky Respect for his Denver, entire career. Way. What's that? Respect to Denver, by the way. Maybe a little bit. They're, they're, most of those hitters can't hit outside of their, uh, their own stadium. But anyways, Trevor Story is now a Boston Red Sox. And it was a four-year... Hundred, uh, sorry, it was a six-year, hundred forty million dollar deal. He goes to, he's going to be going to second. Bogarts remains at short. This is one of the better middle infields in the game already. Not even you just have, the mid middle infield. Just I know we lost Renfro, which we'll get into later, but this is one of just the best infields. Oh yeah, I would say Devers, top five infield in the Raffy league. Raffy Devers, and we'll see how we'll see how Dahlbeck ends up, but. I mean, he's the that, uh, first later. base is the only is the only whole, real hole that they have. Even the outfield is pretty pretty solid. Kike Hernandez, JBJ, haven't even mentioned Alex Verdugo. Can't we even start Kike at first? He played a couple games at first last year. You can, 
you can. You can also put JD there as well. Mm-hmm. But then where's who's going to play G- DH? Yeah, we still need one more. Well, realistically, I, I like that we went out when we made a big splash, but we need two more guys. We need one more infielder, mainly as a rotational guy, for when Bobby Dahlbeck bats his month of like an 052. Absolutely. It just sucks. So we need to throw somebody else in there for a while. Um, we could use another outfielder. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking of calling back up Franchi Cordero. So, oh, <laughs> Franchi, <laughs> well, don't let, don't get me started on Franchi Cordero. Mr. Can't hit to save his goddamn life. Mm-hmm. But I mean, and we can, we can talk a lot, a little bit more later on in the show about, you know, about the rest of the Red Sox needs, but I'd, I'd rather stay on, you know, this one signing because this is a big one. Trevor story, probably the biggest, no, that this is definitely the biggest signing they've had since JD Martinez. Oh, 100%. Back in 2018. And the trading of Chris sale, which was, was that? Oh, he's back. He's back. He'll get in here. Hey, Jay Hill. Justin. What's up? We're just going to keep the recording going, but. While you're still here, introduce yourself to the people. Oh, uh, my name is Justin Hill. I'm a sports broadcaster major at Dean College. I write for the Dean Dale. I'm part of Adam's podcast, the Fulmer Ruski podcast. And um, great to be with you gentlemen, especially you, Rob. Yeah. Justin and I have been really close. You know, I've been whooping his ass in Madden since day one. I'll even whoop him with his own New York Giants, and he hates it. Justin, tell Uh, us how much you know about David Blau. David Black. Say that again? We don't talk about that guy. (laughs) Okay. For the people at home who don't know, David Blau is a 56 overall QB in Madden. He's a backup QB for the Detroit Lions, and I will use him to whoop Justin's ass in Madden every single year. I won him this year, but Madden's not cross-gen. That's the next guest I'm hoping to get on the Fumble Ruski podcast, but maybe one day. So going back to Trevor's story, we talked about him a little bit. Uh, ju- just me and you, Robert, for a couple minutes before uh, before Justin Hill was able to come back on the show. But Justin, wh- how about you give your thoughts? Because you had you had some strong feelings coming in, first coming into this call about it. I had to I had to stop you because I'm like, man, we got to save this for the pesky poll listeners. But what's your what's your take on? You know, uh, what's your take on Trevor Story signing his six-year, $140 million contract? So, Adam and Rob, so my whole thing with the whole contract is, number one, he got paid. Congratulations. Congratulations to the Red Sox for getting their guy. However, I think it may be a risky contract. We've seen in recent years with the Red Sox buying players for this type of money putting them in the six to seven years, and they want them either getting traded or released. We've seen this a couple times, such as Hanley Ramirez, Pablo Sandoval, and Adrian Gonzalez, only lasting maybe one to two years. Like, the list the list goes on with this team. And, and like, not, not to mention, with the sweepstakes for Trevor Story, the Yankees were in contention. A lot of other teams were in contention. And I can see myself as a Yankee fan, as a baseball fan, why the Yankees didn't get them. Why? Because they were they're probably saying, this, okay, we've been in this situation before, getting a 30-year-old or 29-year-old that's about to be hit 30 years old. For example, Jacoby Ellsbury, when the Yankees got him, he was 30 or 30, 30 or 31 years old when they got him. And then look what happened from there on. So 
I can see another reason why the Yankees didn't get him because, hey, hey, we've been through this route before, buying players that were 29, 30 years old, they want to become either a bust or they want to get hurt. But at the same time with the Red Sox, hey, it's a great move. You're going to be able to switch them to second base along with Xander Bogart's playing, staying at shortstop. And hope he's a good presence on your club, you guys, because mm-hmm. – it's gonna be because like you take a lot of risks giving that guy that type of money, in my opinion. But if it's better for a team, it is good. Yeah, no, hundred percent. We we haven't had a good second baseman debate, if you want, about Keith oh, yeah. Hernandez. He got rated a ninety-one oh. overall in MLP, and I'm sitting here like, why did he deserve that? But anyway, we haven't had like this caliber of a second baseman since PD. Not even close. So to have a good second baseman fill that void is going to be great. But it did come at a cost. We lost Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro now goes over to the Brewers, I believe. He is now living his best life over there. Honestly, I'm down for it. I didn't want to lose Renfro, but if we're going to get Trevor Story in return, eh, small sacrifice. Trevor Story is a great signing. Don't get me wrong. And this is going to be, you know, this is obviously going to be the best middle infield the Red Sox have had since they had the Xander Bogarts, Dustin Pedroia duo for a couple of years before, before PD obviously ran out of gas and he just couldn't play at the level that he could playing as, as hard as he, you know, it's, it's hard to with the way he plays, but that that's a completely different thing. I'm worried about the timing of it because this, because, all right. So Trevor story was signed right before a season, which could potentially be Xander Bogart's last year. And we know what we have, we know Himes Heim blooms track record of signing players and, you know, moving on, you know, be, be playing a little bit on the cheap side. You really think that he's going to ha- going to hang on to Xander Bogarts? The t- the timing is just a little bit is just a little bit worrisome for me because I wonder if they're if they bring if they know something and they're bringing in Trevor Story as a replacement for Xander Bogarts to move over there because this is an opt out year an opt out year for Xander Bogarts mm-hmm. if he he has the option to just leave the team if he wants to. Now, or, if he stays in, he's a Red Sox until t- through 2026. So I'm fingers crossed here, but I'm a little bit worried here. Eh. So I'm, let me I'm let not. me jump into that right. Now. Like, can the Red Sox af- afford Xander Bogarts next season? Yes, but at the same time, you took a little bit of risk given the um, Trevor Story had a little bit more of the money. That I think he's maybe worth 140 mil, not 160 mil he got. But at the same time, he got 140. He got 140. Oh, I thought it was like 160. But with this whole situation, you're getting a star. He had 160 something hits last year, as I read before we went on this podcast. So that's that's a good start right there. But you have to think about the future because not let's not forget a couple years ago the Red Sox were literally in financial debt. You wound up trading your captain, who I claim is your captain, Mookie Betts. You wound up getting rid of David Price, which you had to because the Yankees own that man. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, another, another like, you have to give up a couple, like, things or whatnot. But 
at the end of the day, you were able to balance and rebuild in one year. So I'm happy for you guys are there, but at the same time, you have to think like long-term because there's a lot of things in the near future you guys have to do. Resign Devers, resign Bogarts. Like there's so many things. Which so, is true, but at the same time, I can see where Adam's worried about, but this is probably more along the lines of, hey, we need you here. We're going to build all the pieces around you. Because let's be honest, Bogarts is our main man right now. Nobody on the team is better than Xander Bogart. Besides 100% Chris Sale, you can, you can make a case for a healthy – no, Devers isn't better. Or, yeah, Devers isn't better. He's, a good, he's good for a lefty hitter. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, but he's not Devers. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was Chris established 100%. when Bogarts when uh, when the team f- shipped out bets that they were gonna est- they were gonna establish Bogarts and Devers as their their top their you know their franchise cornerstones. Now they now you bring in Trevor Story, and they they happen to be doing it just before a uh, a fran- a, a potential uh, opt out year for Xander Bogarts. I hope he stays. And who else I'm, could they I'm, have gotten? Could who? The Red Sox? Yeah. Who else could the Red Sox have gotten? Carlos Correa. Carlos Correa. True. But that's this... that's on a larger scale. But, you know, they, the fact that they went in and, you know, they, they went in and they, they were also really heavily rumored in, in possibly getting Correa as well. So the fact that they went in and got, you know, um, one of the one of the premier shortstops in the league rather than just settling on Renfro tells me, I mean, it's not, you know. They might be. Let me they might be looking to transition him over to shortstop. Maybe if Bogarts leaves. Mm-hmm. So with Adam. So if Correa was on the Red Sox, in my eyes, he would have probably been on a one-year rental because with like if you look at his Twins option, he's all like he's like on a like a player. No, no, no. I think he he can decide on his second year and third year, but. The reason why, in my eyes, if he would have became a Red Sox, he would have been gone the second or third year. Why? Because the contract he's in right now that I read, it's under his old agent. But his new agent, Scott Boris, I think, like with Correa, what, whatever deal he was supposed if he was ever be, going to become a Red Sox, he'll probably opt out the second year. So I disagree. Because, he, you know, he's at that age where he wants a big contract I think the reason he he only did a second and third year option for the Twins is because that's an organization he might not want to be a part of, but he still wants to get paid. So if you were a no Red question. Sox, that's a team that he wants to be that he wants to be on long term. It's a big market team, and what I'm what I what I what I hate about Heim Bloom in these small market GMs is that they're so wired to their ways that even once they go to a big market team like the Red Sox or if they went to somebody went to the Yankees, they would still cheap out even though they have like it's like you're not using all your resources and you if it's possible to keep Bogarts and Story for years to come you do that then you have you have the best middle infield in possibly in the game arguably and if you if you hang on to Devers for a few more years probably the best infield. So if you have a chance to get to keep that, do it. Don't play this analytics BS. Yeah, but like with the with, with what you're saying, Adam, here's the thing. With Correa, you're going to obviously put him at short if he was on the Red Sox. And you're going to obviously going to move Xander to second base. Like do another 
2.0 with Jeter and A-Rod, when A-Rod went to third and Jeter went to short. But however, with going into your conversation with Correa, we've seen in recent years of teams making ridiculous, stupid decisions regarding contracts. So I, I understand the point you're coming from with the long term. But a guy like Correa, like, I'm not going to sound biased. Maybe he would sign a long-term deal if he was going to consider the red tile. However, in my eyes, the route that he went to, such as, like, Minnesota and all, he's only going to be there for one season just to get a little bit of more money and next year make a whole new contract. And, like, and it's such and such like that. Mm-hmm. Which I can definitely see that his stint with the Twins being, you know, I'm going to guess probably two years. It's a paycheck at the end of the day. Yeah, it seems like I wonder. I wonder if with that, because the because he settled on the Twins and he has two year two and three opt opt outs in a three year deal, Mm -hmm. is that he was he wanted more money. Nobody wanted to commit to him, besides the Twins who had that offer and they were like, okay, look, I'm not sure if I want to be here. I just want to be here for let's let's do a three year contract. And we'll see, we'll see how it looks after, after year one, we'll see it and we'll just take it year by year. And if I want to leave and I get a better contract offer by, a, by like, let's say the Dodgers or the Red Sox, obviously, well, look, just, just name, name the big market team that he wants to get paid for and be put onto the big spotlight for. But I think it's one of those situations where, you know, he had no other no other option, so he had to settle on the Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had no other option because, like, re- like repeating what I said, like people forget his old his old agent. He wound up firing, and he wound up getting bored. So the the new the contract he's in right now, it's under his old it's under his old agent's name. And then next year, when he can like opt out or whatever, whatever like big contract he can get or whatever, some like a big market team like the Red Sox, Yankees, whatever, it's gonna be Scott Boris's name. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. another reason why he signed. He 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 agreed to like, like those opt out years, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's transition a little bit. So we're talking about one guy earlier, Bobby Dahlbeck. Now he kind of struggles sometimes. There will be months where he goes like, like I said, an 0-52 batting average. Sometimes he will just absolutely suck. But Alex Cora has publicly come out and he said he's gonna try. Bobby Dahlbeck at different positions besides first base. What do we feel about that? Does that mean that Alex Cora doesn't trust that he's going to be our centerpiece for the um, for the first base spot for the next couple of years, even though he's young? What does that mean for Bobby Dahlbeck? Jay Hill, you can go first on this one. So look at like his stats, whatever. He hit like 25 home runs with 240 batting average, like 78. 78- RBIs and like played 133 games, but regarding with this route, since you're saying that, since you're saying, um, Rob, he played first base, right? Mm-hmm. So, given the guy like that in that particular mo- moment mentality, you're gonna obviously play a guy like that each day. Like, he's like, what coming up, he's like, what 25 years old, I'm guessing 25 26, yeah, 25 26. So, that's like that's like a young guy right there, like we're yeah, seeing it like right. We're seeing it like right now, for example, like if he was like drafting to the organization, such as for example, Kyle, Kyle Tucker on the Astros, you want to keep a guy like that, like and with a good, like not good batting average, but like good, good, like hits and good home runs like that. Then, mm-hmm. and plus, like 
knowing Alex Cora, like, yes, he's a cheater. And I, and I, in my opinion, he should not even be coaching the MLB. He should be banned for life. But at the same time, like, he knows what he's doing because the guy, he knows baseball and he has a baseball mindset. So playing with a guy and coaching like like such as like Alex Cora, he's going to put his players up to the task. Mm-hmm. The one problem, though, you can say the stats, but everyone who's watched – Probably if you've watched at least 10 games of Bobby Dahlbeck, you can see he is just one of the most inconsistent players we've ever seen in Boston. And plus, we have two guys coming up the ranks really quickly who can take that first base spot over really quick. Um, and that is Blaze Jordan and uh, Tristan Cassis. Those two are going to be up in the majors before we know it. And why am I blank? Who is the guy that we traded to the Pirates? I'm not first- sure. Our first Travis Shaw? Base. No, our first baseman. He was still young. Uh, yeah, I'm, mm. Sam I... Travis. No, this is just last year. It started with an M. M. Michael Chavis. Moreland. Michael Chavis. Oh, Chavis. Ice horse. The ice horse. I knew his nickname was Ice something. But yeah. Dude. So we already would... got rid of Chavis. Yep. And now Bobby Dahlbeck's already getting thrown around. Those are the two guys that were fighting for the spot. We can kind of say neither have really won it. We can just say that really we're going to expect somebody else. So either one of two things, one of three things is going to happen. One, Bobby Dobbick's just going to get the spot and he's going to run with it. Two, we're going to make another free agent signing and we're going to get a first baseman. Probably not any one of high caliber, but first baseman nonetheless. That can solidify that position and Bobby Dobbick will just play wherever. Three, we're going to see a really, really early Tristan Cassis call up. And he's going to be the guy for a while. I think it's option C. You think it's C? Yeah. They, they call up. They, so for them to be able with, if you look at the, uh, if you look at the depth chart at first base, it's Christian, it's, uh, it's Bobby Dahlbeck and then it's everybody else right now. Mm-hmm. So for them to say, well, we might try him out in some other spots other than first base. They must have a lot of, they must have a lot of confidence in Tristan Cassis. To go out and say we might, you know, we might go out and we might have him go in other spots. Also, another, th- just another side thing to add: where is he going to go? Because outfield is pretty booked. The for, uh, the rest of the infield is completely locked down with Devers. We already talked about that middle infield being the best in baseball. Now we're going to put in Bobby Dahlbeck in there. Like, give me a break. I'm guessing then, you're going to chuck him in right field and probably put Kike at first. If you're going to do anything like that, that's a possibility. And then they platoon, but then you're going to end up platooning uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. Who you really no like. keep, keep um, JBJ in left for Dugo in center, or you can switch them or you can put Dahlbeck in left. In really, left? Verdugo's I mean, in left, isn't he? Uh, Verdugo played right and center. And then I thought it was always JBJ who played right I know, field. La- no, JBJ always played center. And then last yeah, JBJ year, always played center. You're right. And then right. last year when JBJ was in Milwaukee, they put Verdugo in center. It's in- it's crazy, isn't it? That JBJ has only been gone for a year. Yeah, my favorite player. We're getting our boy He's back. Back. The prodigal Boston. son. The prodigal son returns. Exactly. Jackie Bradley Jr. I just wish they didn't trade away Andrew Benintendi. What a waste. No. What an absolute waste. Didn't have a spot. Yeah, put him in. A- put him in right. Have Verdugo in and have Verdugo in left, and then JBJ in center. 
Hey, there you we go. talked we talked about this. My boy, Josh Winkowski, is gonna be the defining piece of that trade. You're gonna damn well see, and I'm gonna need an apology after that. So 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 you now you're seeing that Franchi Cordero didn't work out in that deal. So you're now you're going to that player to be named who was put it who was put in the deal. That is that what we're is that the route we're taking now? And then you're gonna then you're gonna go into the next. Didn't they get like three other players who to be named? So you're just gonna go hop on from one guy to the next until they're not even in Kowski and they got one other dude until they're literally unemployed and they have a day job. And then you're saying, (laughs) oh well, you know what? F them. (laughs) Till they're still in real estate. (laughs) You'll just just flip me the bird at that point. Just say, you know what? Screw you. Screw you, Adam. Well, when I is that not Andrew Benintendi, Even though that was so unjust, everybody had a bad 2020. 2020 was a bad year for all of us. We were all struggling with, you know, being stuck in our homes, and and we couldn't even we couldn't even handle for a 10 game stretch. Andrew Benintendi struggling and batting 100. Give me a break. Besides that, he's been very solid as a as a uh, <laughs> as a wide receiver. Wide receiver. I'm too wired towards uh, towards football lately with free agency going on. But Andrew Benintendi came back. He he hit 17 home runs and batted 276. That's better than any of the other outfielders besides uh, besides Alex Verdugo. Mm-hmm. And he's still a very solid defender. Andrew Benintendi, the only reason he's doing so well is because he was in Kansas City. I have, I'm sticking by it. He had Sonny Gray syndrome. And Justin, you could talk about Sonny Gray syndrome more than anyone else here. Sonny Gray still sucks, though. He was no. Sonny Gray, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sonny Gray was the biggest clown in New York. Oh, boy. (laughs) And he's gone again. Uh, he, he, whatever he was saying wasn't working out anyways. Sonny Gray, you tell you t- we talk about Sonny Gray, a guy who was only good in the in the opening years of his career in Oakland. And ever since then, he has not matched up to what he was. He had that elbow issue. I believe he had Tommy John. Did you not see him in Cincinnati? He had a decent year in Cincinnati. He had a great year in Cincinnati. One hit one mean. I, I do not lo- I do not trust Sonny Gray. I think he, Justin, that was a low pressure. Justin, it was a low talk pressure about Sonny year. Gray. He was in bum Cincinnati, where where pitchers' careers go to die. Dude, in twenty nineteen, his first year in Cincinnati, he had an ERA of two eight seven. Two eight seven. Okay, let me see it more. Let yeah, me see more of that. We, didn't, let me we see, didn't have a lot more of that. See, let me see him. Let me see him do that under a on, under a bigger spotlight than Cincinnati. That's no, a, that's. that's the, that's the lowest pressure place than that that there is. They they've been in and that's they've exactly all, they've been in my point. Purgatory for years. That's so exactly my point. So you put him in. So you put him in in New York or Boston. They you blow. Think he's gonna, exactly. But you put him in a place, aka Kansas City. They're gonna do well, right, Justin? Yeah, but Sonny Gray hasn't been the same because of that's injuries. Tough. Touche, but Andrew Benintendi, you just hate him because he was bad for ten games in 2020. No, he he was on the 2018. He was great. 2019, he was on a decline. 2020, we don't talk about. 2019, he was all right. He 2021, he started to bounce back only because he was in a low pressure situation. Boston fans hated or love it or ruthless. 
you start you start getting on a bad stretch and they're they're off they're done okay now we have two justins in here andrew benintendi oh there it is let's see bat it so in 2019 that you speak of 266 batting average 13 home runs Mm-hmm. And 68 RBIs in 138 games. That's that's serviceable. That's better than anything that you had, uh, of besides Alex Verdugo in the outfield. And okay. yes, he was bad for about. Okay, so he was bad for about 14 games mm-hmm. in 2020. Then he comes. Then he comes back. He's healthy. He's rejuvenated because 2020 is over, and now we have a full full season. 276 batting average. Uh, 17 home runs, 73 RBIs, all in 134 games. Very, very strong year. Strong bounce back year. And Andrew Benintendi, you say that he can't he can't manage in that in that Boston sports market. He was good. He was very good for a solid three, four years. Like two years. And then but... you're, you're and then you're you're and then you're judging him off. 14 games in 2020, which was a bad year for everybody. No, I'm judging him off the fact that he couldn't perform in Boston anymore. Everybody had that before COVID story, man. No. Every and oh, right, by the way, right, so we're by gonna... the way, by the way, that one year where Boston fans were ruthless. Oh yeah, the fans were ruthless. What were they ghosts? I didn't see any fans in that stand. There no, were no I... fans in Boston. The Boston in, sports fans and Boston media are ruthless. It's pretty easy. If, if it's not in the stadium, then it's pretty whoa, easy to evade. Just get off the internet. They're not as bad as the Yankees, but. Wait, wait, well, wait, wait, wait. Rob, right, Rob. When you say the media regarding sports, nothing beats New York. Let's just yeah. end that right there. Yeah, no, I never said that. Okay. New said York will run you out of town. Worse yeah. than Philadelphia, worse than Boston. They will clarify that. They will not pack lately. your bags for you and send your ass to Detroit. They will not expose lately. you so badly. That they'll have you have your house listed up for sale less than yeah. twenty four hours. Are we are we going to talk about Gary Sanchez? Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I thought. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break for a second, and we're gonna call the beautiful bastard, Mister Costiv, to see if he is drunk. He can't hear you guys, but just listen. See if he'll actually answer. I don't think he will. If he's not answering, he's doing it right. He usually answers. What's up, I told you. Yo, are you drunk? Hey, what's up? What's up? Are you drunk yet? Uh, I'm very. Very? Yeah. Okay. So, so we have um, the dumbass Adam and Justin in the here. Um, you can't. Yeah, we're currently doing the podcast, so you're on live. You can't. Oh, you can't hear them, but Trevor Story, thoughts? You know, I love the move. I think it's a great pick, pick up for Haim. You know, I'm very glad that we finally got a move done for him. Uh, and I think it's a great move for us to move forward next year. I think it's a great building block. And if Bogarts is to leave next year, I can't complain about it. I mean, it's a, great, it's a good move for us for the future. Hmm. All right, you'll have to talk more with Adam about that if Bogarts leaves, because he had a lot to say about that yeah but I, I think i think this could be a move for building if bogart is to leave because i believe i got i've got story for a decently good deal i mean six years 140 isn't that bad mm-hmm. especially in this especially in this type of cap so i think getting i think getting trevor story for that kind of money is pretty solid and it's gonna be something that we could definitely build towards 
Oh, a hundred percent. But um, do me one favor before I let you go and just say that the Yankees suck. Oh yeah, Yankees suck, bro. All right, thank you. I have twenty-seven. Right. You have ten go, or nine. Go get drunk. Go make sure you don't drive home. Please take the train. I am taking the train home. I'm already at South Station. So listen, it's been a great day. Anything uh, else you want to say to the Pesky Pole Nation? Uh, uh, let's go. Let, let's go St. Patty's Day. Obviously, it's a couple days late, but. Uh, let's go Red Sox. Let's go St. Patty's Day. Uh, you know, Adam, Justin, what's up? I hope you guys have a great day. And uh, Pesky Pole Nation, take care. Woo! All right. See you, buddy. Right, I, like drunk, I like drunk Brian. I like drunk Brian. He's, he's not as get messed him up as I often. thought he'd be, but, you know. That was, that was pretty – that was, that was better than some of his takes sober. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should have one episode where all of us are just drunk and just give our just best takes. I thought you don't drink. I don't, but you know, for the, for the pesky pole nation, we need for, to have like one episode the during the week. Like for Fumble Ruski, we should do this too. Once you guys are of age, but what we should do is we should try and do a full episode completely plastered. <laughs> the kids will love it because the kids that's will love it. <laughs> Because that's that's what sells these days. That's what that's how Barstool Sports makes its money. It's just yeah. beer, Friday beers, getting plastered. We're gonna get plastered and talk football for you. Devontae <laughs> Adams, baby. Yeah. Nation. All right. Really quick, Freddie Freeman's the Dodgers. Hate it, love it. I hate it. Hate it with passion. For me. Uh, it's a ridiculous move. I think it's a ridiculous move because, number one, the way the Braves did him dirty, that was just wild. The way they traded for Matt Olsen and then in one hour gave him a extension for six or seven years, that just was like, wow, this is what we're doing to folks. See, that's one thing about Atlanta. They have no loyalty, and that's why they blew a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. And I'll give that, that to why? you guys there. But, but at the end of the day – I'm really happy the Yankees didn't pick up Friedman because the guy like him, 32 years old, like I repeated before during the podcast, how we've been we've been in years buying players that were like 30 years or older. It's good we didn't get that type of guy because I know a guy like him, the money he wanted, he'll be hurt by year three or four. Mm-hmm. But regarding with the situation, it's a lucky move for the Dodgers. Why? Because hey, that ridiculous um commissioner Rob Manfred, he put the ridiculous move the universal dh in the national league which i do not like i think a dh should continue to be in the american league have a picture bad in the national league but i think that's a ridiculous thing right there but with the whole freeman thing hey he got his money he's gonna be playing first base and playing alongside the champions that won in 2020 hey mm-hmm. i wouldn't mind it. especially your home home in la you're living your life yeah you know, I mean, I just think it's complete and utter bullshit how they're able to get that kind oh, of money. Oh, so you're allowed to say the BS word, and I'm not? No, you're never allowed to. Fuck you, Robert. <laughs> Let me, am, am I crazy for saying I kind of like the deal for, for, for Los Angeles? I know it sucks for, for uh, the Braves to, to do what they did to Freeman, who's mm-hmm. played there his entire career, but... He's a first out. Let's not forget. He's only he's only he's 31 right now. And he'll be playing his thir- age 32 season for the Dodgers. How many years is it again? Could you let me look six it up. years? 
six, six years. years. So as a, as a first baseman to be able to play, let's say he may not, he may not make it for all of it. Let's say four to five years of that to be productive. I say that's worth the, that's worth the money. And now, and now for Los Angeles, that well-oiled machine continues because they have, they have another bat in that lineup that can continue to produce. I have a lot of respect for Los Angeles the past few years. Say what you want about their lack of postseason success. They've won a few rounds, but they haven't, they've only been able to bring home one championship and that was the COVID year, but mm-hmm. they've been, they've managed to stay competitive for the past decade. And it's very reminiscent of those, those Atlanta Braves teams who just, year after year after year would turn in a competitive team only had one world series to, to show for it. But the fact that they were able to stay competitive for that long for the MLB, very impressive. Mm -hmm. By the way, it is a six year contract through 2027, but he's getting paid until 2040. So after 2027, from 2028 to 2035, every year he will make $4 million. And then after that, from 2036 to 2040, he will make $5 million every year. So he's basically like on that Manny Ramirez type contract. He's on that. He's on that Bobby Mania kind of contract. Wow. Oh, that, that thing. Not as but long, but. If it, were to any, if it were any other organization besides like, let's say Dodgers or Yankees or Red Sox, I would screw, I would, I would rip them for that. But the thing is these teams, these big market teams have all the money in the world to spend mm-hmm. and to spend it on Freddie Freeman. I bet I wouldn't, I, I would not rule them out being able to win a championship now that they have this kind of lineup around their pitching is a little iffy, but if they can get some sort sort of production out of that rotation and their, and their bullpen, then that team is going to be scary good in the next few years. Yeah, no, they're gonna they're gonna roll over for the next three, four, maybe five years, depending on how good their players stay. Because the majority of their roster is old. But yeah. like, man, like a lot of the a lot of the spots where they're where they're old at, they're positions where you can be old. Like first base, all you do is stretch. Third and base, catch the ball. And even like Pitcher. it's usually the outfielders who rely on their speed and you know being able to and being being able to steal bases like the Jacoby Ellsbury's of the world that you really need to worry about their age or also pitchers. Mm-hmm. But the spots where they're Don't old at, the it's not it's not as bad as you might think. Yeah. All right. Before we end the episode, we just gotta go through real quick who's winning the AFC West. I am gonna Keep a little, um, I'm gonna keep a little bias. I'm gonna say Denver's gonna find a way to win the, win the AFC West. Are you turning into a Broncos fan? Uh, I I I root for wherever I live, you know. So you're I, no longer I'm, a Patriots fan. No, I am a ride or die Patriot until the day I die. Justin's gone again. I'm a ride or die until the day I die with the Patriots. But you know, I'm I'm still gonna have a little bit of bias towards wherever I live. You know, I could literally walk to Empower Stadium right now. That's how close I am. All right, I I drive by there every day on my day to, on my way to work. Listen, man, as long as if it's if it's not Tom Brady, there's no bias for me. No bias. If it's not Tom Brady or one of my one of my four home sport home uh, home sports teams, which is Red Sox, Patriots, Celtics, even Bruins, then there's no bias. I have 
the Los Angeles Chargers winning that division. That team is loaded to the brim. Everywhere you look, they have talent. Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. That, that's that's Jared like Cook. a third place team. It is not a third place team. One of the better offensive lines in the game, most improved from a couple of years ago when uh, Justin Herbert was getting his teeth kicked in every other play. Yeah, you have a you have you have running back uh, Austin Eckler who turned in a very good year. You've got that awesome defense with Khalil Mack coming one way from the one end. You got Joey Bosa coming in from another end. That you just added J.C. Jackson to go along with. Uh, with uh, Asante Samuel Jr., that de- that team across the board, electric, and I bet they're going to finish in first, and they could represent in the AFC. I'm I'm still saying, unless Derek Carr puts in an MVP like performance again, not for only just four weeks, I'm talking about for a full season MVP like Derek Carr, the Raiders could have a shot. But right now, it's Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. Justin. For me to take it out of the division, I have to say I have to say the Chiefs, not to sound like a bandwagon because, you know, it's Patrick Mahomes or whatever. However, I have a feeling, and I said in our podcast yesterday, um, Adam, when we did that two-hour special, I have a feeling that some player in the Chiefs, such as Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, is going to have a season-ending injury. So if that's the case, I'm going to still have the Chiefs. Second is going to be the Denver Broncos. Third is going to be the Chargers. Fourth is going to be the Raiders. However, let's not forget, like, the Chargers, they they are, like, the ultimate defensive defenders in that division because you have Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, and J.C. Jackson. However, with the Chiefs, you don't know if they're going to resign the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthews, so let's not forget about that right there. But, however, the Chiefs' defense in the last two years, it sucked, but they've managed their way to get past close games. But at the same time, I have the Chiefs winning that division but not going to the Super Bowl. Here's my yeah, only no, issue can... with the Chiefs. They So they, they actually, back in 2020, had a pretty decent defense. They're, they're de- they had some pieces that were performing. And this past year, it was a bit of a letdown. It was very shaky. It was very Especially reminiscent the of the 2018 weeks. Chiefs defense where they were just letting everybody through. But, and on top of that, they, that defense got worse. They got younger at safety, but they let Tyron Matthew go, who's one of the better playmakers in the game from the safety position. And now he's gone. And he was one of the bigger, the better personalities on that team. The guy that kind of gets fired up. He's always on the sideline. He's hyping up his teammates. He's mm-hmm. gone now. Well, they could resign him, but they it's obvious they're moving on with him when they got Justin Reed, who's a solid player, but he's not Tyron Matthew. And that secondary was already shaky. They haven't done anything at cornerback. And they actually know they did. They lost Charvarius Ward too. Who was who was their top corner? That doesn't say much. But man, I don't know about this Chiefs team. They're going to be competitive because, you know, they've, it's a been there, done that team. They have the best quarterback in the league right now. I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't know about the Chiefs. Yeah. All right. But give me one hot take, NFL related hot take before we go. And it's got to be like a really like, Something you're like, yeah, this probably won't happen, but it'd be nice if it did. I'm going to say first, 
You mean bold prediction? Yeah. That's the not Washington. a hot take. Yeah. Well, the Washington commies are going to be led by Carson Wentz to the playoffs. I wouldn't say that's a hot take. Really? No, I think I I think this is a this Commanders team is better than that Indianapolis team. And I think Carson Wentz can be a stable quarterback at his best. He had a, he had decent statistics this past year. I think he just has a bad rep because he hasn't, he hasn't come nearly close to the expectations, the standard that he set during that MVP caliber campaign back in 2017, but Mm -hmm. he's otherwise been a decent quarterback. He's just not what he was, which is why people say that he sucks all the time, which he does, but what's yours. So, in about a week, on our next episode, we're going to do this thing where we say, as because free agency is starting to settle in, we're gonna, I'm going to ask, who are the winners and who are the losers of free agency? My loser of free agency is the entire AFC West. And why, you Touché. might ask. Touché. And why, you might ask, because whoever that – I mean, good for them, for whoever comes out of that division and whoever at the least makes the playoffs – you're going to have some losses to your name because that's a really tough division. But if you miss out, you're going to look around at some of these divisions in the league and you're going to be saying, if I were in that division, I would have, I would have owned their ass, but I'm here. And Russell Wilson's making me my bitch or <laughs> Justin Herbert is owning me. Derek Carr is going to look around and he's going to say, what the hell? I have a team with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby in the best, probably the, one of the better uh, edge rusher duos in the league, you have Devontae Adams, the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, who's the tight end? Darren Waller. And you can't even sniff the playoffs. You finish last, but you win the division anywhere else. It's just, oh my God. Yeah. They look, it's, they it's look at the be, AFC South and they just go, fuck off. They're going to say, like I said. Whoever, whoever wins the AFC South is going to go like seven and nine. Or, like, Seven what ten. I'm saying, it's great and all that they're all landing these pieces, but they all have these players got to start recognizing that. Well, if I go to this division, because everybody's getting good players, there's no guarantee that I'm actually going to be able to win enough games. Hundred mm-hmm. percent, Justin. For me, in that division, like what you're just saying, it's gonna like. How can, how can I how can I be fair? Like in football, it's it's a, it's a man's game. Let's let's number one, number two, eight. They could have, but like in my eyes, I think the biggest loser like so far in free agency is the Patriots. Why? Because the Patriots they haven't made no particular moves. They could have had a chance to maybe get Jarvis Landry, Omari Cooper. But same time, you have to watch out for the for the luxury tax. You have to watch out for your the cap. And you know cap. my favorite line, salary cap, the salary cap. But yeah, my my favorite my. Famous line, Adam. I always say I don't believe in no salary cap in football. It's up to the, it's up to the coach. No, it's not up to the coach, but it's up to management and the owners that they really want to pay the guy the money. And at the same time, you're seeing ridiculous contracts right now. For example, Von Miller. You really think Von Miller is really worth a hundred and some hundred more million dollars? No, twenty million dollars for six million. years. Not even- I mean, worth that type of money. So they're gonna really, they're gonna cut that guy in maybe three to four years. But at the same time, is it a good signing? Yeah. But right now, my loser in this free agency so far is the Patriots. They could have done way, way much better, knowing that there's been a lot of targets out there for them to sign. 
The and salary can, cap is a real thing, Justin. Yeah, just I don't believe just it's it's okay. Okay, let me ask reason. Let me ask you this though. Okay, well, so with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they didn't have really have a lot of money. They, they were, actually did. Yeah, they did. They were they were they restructured wait, a lot of contracts. Yeah, but like with that right there, they were able to re-sign Chris Godwin. I'm 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 a I love Chris Godwin. I love the Buccaneers, but like something like that, like I don't believe in those salary caps, man. I'm well, sorry. I'm pretty sure he got what three years, uh, sixty mil. Mil, yeah, somehow forty mil guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, and then um, they were they restructured a lot of their deal. They they it's the problem. It's not the the it's not that the cap doesn't exist. It's just so easily manipula, manipulated. It's a real thing because the Packers have been suffering from it this this off season, and they had to pay their franchise quarterback, so they couldn't bring back. Uh, they couldn't bring back Zadarius Smith. They had to they had to cut him as a cap casualty. All right. If the player, if the owners really had the choice, they would not have cut Zadarius Smith. Let's be no let's be real. Yeah. And yeah. they would not have had to let go. They would not have had to restructure all these players' contracts the way they have in order to bend over backwards to make uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers contract work. And they also bent over backwards to try and get, uh, to get Devonte Adams. Ultimately he ended up saying, no, screw you. I'm out of here. But you know, they were still trying to make things work. So the cap is a real thing. It's just mm-hmm. easily manipulated. All right. I do have to cut you yeah. guys off there. We got to call it a day, but thank you guys for coming on Adam real quick. Shout yourself out to the people. All right, guys, go and check out the Fumble Rooski podcast. You guys got a little sample, a little slight taste of myself and Justin Hill going at each other about our opinions and talking about the latest in the NFL. And this offseason, let's face it, it's been a crazy one. And you're going to need a podcast to keep up with everything going on because it's hard to keep up. And we will keep you caught up the entire time. We will be putting out episodes weekly and our Instagram will keep you caught up as well. We're going to put out plenty of NFL coverage. Check us out. You will not regret it. This is the only NFL podcast you will need. Also, we're called the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm not sure if I, I mentioned that, but we, we're we said that. <laughs> Justin, shout yourself out. Um, I'm Justin Hill. Thank you for listening. I'm part of Fumble Rooster's podcast as well. You can read my articles or my, my sports takes or any other things on the Dean Daily. And um, just, yeah, just see me on the Fumble Rooster podcast as well. I'm not going to lie. His sports takes kind of do suck, mainly because he is a Yankees, Giants, and Lakers fan, because why Man, not? I keep it real. I keep it real. I'm not a biased fan. Come on. You know me, Rob. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not a Cowboys fan for football. Never. Never. At least, at least we're not bandwagons who go. Oh well, I gotta show some. I gotta show some bias to the place I'm at. Like hey, because you're hey. in the geographic spot, means that you have to start rooting for the team. It doesn't mean it doesn't. Well, they're far. Like if I were to go live in Miami, I wouldn't root for the Dolphins because they're in the same division as the Patriots. I'm on the whole opposite side of the freaking country from my home team. All right. I yeah, but Denver's still in the AFC. For, I don't give a fuck. All right. And by the way, I told. I can tell you don't. I told. A bandwagon. I told. Wow. I told Costa. A ride or die Patriots fan. Bullshit. <laughs> I told Costa. I said, Adam said drunk Costa is better than sober Costa. He said, tell Adam I said to fuck off.
What did I say? You said that drunk Kostiv had better takes than sober Kostiv. That you're you're twisting my words. I said some of his sober takes because you sometimes said, I disagree with him. You said but his, you're of course you're gonna you're you gonna manipulate, twist my words to make me look like a bad person. Oh, text Brian. He doesn't have anything better to do with his life. That's exactly what you said. I did not Don't say it. it. All right, we gotta we gotta cut the cameras. Thank you guys so much for listening. Huge shout out to Adam and Justin who came on for the from Plumble Brewski podcast. Make sure you go test check it out. Links will be in the description, either on Spotify or on YouTube. As always, boys, good to see you again. With that being said, God bless you guys. Let's roll that after music. See you next time. Denim jeans, broken dreams in my pocket. Golden thing around my neck like a locket. Call your name in my mind because you caught it. You caught it. You golden, golden, honestly, you know it. Me under the street, I think I'm so I could show you.
go.